Abbey Dental, sponsors of Women Today, for all aspects of today's dental care. Highly recommended throughout the Isle of Man. Pastor Mai, and a very good afternoon to you. Welcome to the programme, which this afternoon is at Braid Village Hall. I'm Beth Espy. And I'm Christy Dehaven. And this is the first in our series where we're going to be going around village halls in the Isle of Man. And this idea came to us because of the UK's inaugural Village Hall Week. And we asked listeners to let us know about their village halls, let us know about the hubs of their community. And Christy, we were absolutely overwhelmed with the response. We had so many messages from people, and this was uh, January last year. And people do still use these village halls. They are absolutely still the hub of the community on the Isle of Man. So many things take place here. You know, everything from Tai Chi to art classes, from crafting to concerts, all sorts of things. And we are at Braid Village Hall, which was founded in 1937. Let's find out a little bit more about the history of this place then, shall we? We go in because uh, we're standing outside at the moment. And this really is like a secret cave, isn't it? Because it you drive past bit. this if you're going on the back road um, there from Douglas, up from the Braid Crossroads. And really, you would have no idea what goes on in here. But uh, I uh, have there's got plenty a, of people a, here who do know. Hum. There is there a little is a hum here. We can hear people chatting. So we've got uh, all sorts of guests. We're going to be talking about something very exciting, which is happening tomorrow, which is a highlight of the community calendar here. Absolutely, because, of course, one of the things that we do do very well on the Isle of Man is our concerts. And uh, so that's why we have come to the Braid Hall to launch this uh, Village Hall series, because, of course, at the Braid Village Hall, in just 24 hours' time, just over 24 hours' time, one of the key concerts in the Manx community calendar will be happening here uh, at this very hall because it is, of course, tomorrow night, the Braid I Stedford. Oh, my goodness. So many stories come out of that. It does feel like uh, lots of things go on behind closed doors for that event. We're going to be talking more about that uh, <laughs> a little bit later. But with us now is Dot Tilbury. And Dot, I was talking a little bit about the history of this event and the fact that some of the people that we've got here today are very much connected with the start of Braid Hall. And uh, you are no exception. Well, I'm no exception because my father, Percy Kelly, was a founder member and he was a member of the football team, believe it or not. They had a, a ladies' team and a men's team and my father, I think he was one of the good fellas, you know, he could have been in Everton or somewhere. <laughs> but um, the Braid Hall, this Braid Hall was built in 1937 and it was known as the Braid Young Men's Club and women were admitted by invitation only. Can you imagine? They were all right to do the dishes. That's what they said. What made you special enough as a woman to get an invite then? Well, yeah, to do the dishes. That was it. You just had to be really good yes. at cleaning. No other reason. Set the table and do the dishes. Good with the fairy and a sponge. And the thing is, actually, that didn't change until fairly recently. Well, it certainly wasn't changed on the books until fairly recently. 1990. <laughs> Never. We're at altitude up here, you see, and I, I, we haven't heard of Brexit up here, thank God. <laughs> but anyway, um, I've just got a few little notes. They had a football team, they played billiards and darts, and um, we think December the 7th, 1937, was the first to Stedford. And um, so there was a bus that came out from Douglas that cost the committee a pound to bring people out from Douglas, and then they had bachelor's tea parties and concerts, and the men waited on, um, which was very on PC for those days, wasn't it? The men waiting on. And my Nana Kelly, who lived down the road in Balacunya Cottages, she used to bring 
all her cups and saucers up in a big galvanized uh, can thing and because they had no cups and saucers so everybody brought their cups and saucers from home to to you know for the social nights so it was great and then 30 years ago um, the Bray was in a bit of a mess and um, the committee decided then that they would re sort of build it the roof was leaking the floor was bad and the Manx Lottery helped out so it saved the Braid Hall, the Manx Lottery, so we're very grateful to the lottery funding. And then, of course, once a year, we have all sorts. We have um, the Estedford, which is sort of the highlight, and we've got some of the stars of the Estedford here today. <laughs> and um, we've got bingo, which we have at Christmas and Easter. And we've got the conquer competition, which you're not allowed to hold anywhere else in the world. So ours is the World Championship. Hop tune um, we have, you know, the halls open to rent for night rallies, birthday parties, liquidator meetings, believe it or not. There's a few of those about. Art lessons, craft meetings. And, of course, um, we have the cycling up here, the indoor turbo session of cycling um, every Thursday night from Christmas right through to Mar November through to March. So it's a busy little place. It really is, Dot, and you, we'll, we'll come back to the Estedford and some of the events uh, a little bit later on, but the thing I want to pick up on that you're just saying there, you're talking about family and saying, you know, Nana live around the corner, that seems to be a key factor in this area, is that, that it's very much a community, but also family. Everyone seems to be, you know, sort of somehow linked to each other, which is, is fantastic. Well, like Jimmy Duncan, we're into bread. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say that, Dot. <laughs> so, Dot, what's your first memory of Braid Hall? Well, coming up for the Estedford, because as a child, I used to do all the Estedfords, uh, Salisbury Street, um, tri what was Trinity known as? Books Road, Books Road. Yes, because they changed their name, they went posh. Trinity. For the uninitiated, how would you describe an Estedford? An Estedford is you just turn up and um, if you've got a poem or a song, a song to sing or an instrument to play, they used to have spelling bees, quizzes, and I used to go with the Ellis's from Balagheri. They had a dormobile, and we used to go, we were like the Mafia, we used to go everywhere and try and get as many certificates as we could. And um, I could sing a bit in those days. I haven't got... Uh, you can still with... sing, you can no, still I sing. No, I can hold a tune, but I can't sing. Right. <laughs> hold it in your pocket. Don't come over here because, you, again, we're talking about the sort of links here and you were talking about your father. There are some wonderful framed photos here just as you come into the Bray Hall. Just tell us who some of these people are. Well, the fellow you want to tell you who the people are, I recognise my father in the middle here. He looks very smart in his demob suit. And uh, Bob Quay, who's a relation, and there's Harry Glace, there's me, uh, Bobby Gray, Winnie Gray's husband. And um, I don't know who these old fellas are because they're very old. Um, but they'll be all the committee members and everything. And um, as I say, there's, of course, there's no women. But this, Kenny Quay is the fella. Kenny, just come down here a minute. Oh, we've managed oh, to get, oh, she's good at dragging him in. He you, said, I don't want to speak, but Dot's very persuasive, he knows Kenny. <laughs> This was the opening laying of the... Yeah. And who's that lady there? Uh, Miss Kelly, I think it was, gave the land, I yeah. think. Yes, so she put on her best bib and took her and came and uh, lay the first stone. And then, of course, they had horses and carts to level out the ground and everything. And then we, 
once we it was all built and then we well I didn't refurbish it but they refurbished it 30 years ago and then Mr Walter Gilby kindly <coughs> sold us a piece of land at the side there for extra car park for a pound oh some, there you go. some good being done there which yes, is which so it is, is yeah. very much a community and you know I, but there's places left in the Isle of Man still like that you know out at Dorby and Bride and well places, this, this is what we're know. hoping to discover yes. in this village hall series and we should just say as well because all of the stuff that Dot's talking about now I know you know you might think oh radio we can't see but if you go over to Facebook our Ben is here with the camera and he is Facebooking this as well so you can see everything that we're talking about on there as well this so is what you call a podcast it will be available as a podcast as well. Oh, yeah. she's I've good. heard that you name. Are. I didn't know what you, it was. You're very technological, Doc. You can go <laughs> onto uh, the Manx Radio website and you'll be able to download it from the podcast section. But, Doc, can you introduce us to some of the other people that we've got yes. here today? Now then, this fella here, he's another cousin. Um, this is John Quay. Now, he was the treasurer for 25 years. Was it 25 years? About that, yes. yes. The 16th, so John's got a few The 5th of to uh, November 1970, I was appointed. And the uh, first job we had was the annual Tombola. And uh, we got a list of the prizes and the costs. And we gave away some marvellous stuff. The first prize was a 10-guinea voucher. That's 10 pounds and 10 shillings to the uninitiated. But we also gave away 100 cigarettes. <gasps> Not very PC these days. One pound, seven shillings and 11 pence for 100 cigarettes. What's that about? One pound 35 in modern money. Or three vapes. Yes. <laughs> a hundred weight of coal, a pedal bin, a frying pan. Ooh. We gave some wonderful prizes away. The was Tom that just Bowler, for the women, though? The Tom Bowler was one of our good fundraisers. That, that particular night, we raised £85 for club funds, which was uh, what, what we used to keep the club going. And how important is fundraising still now? It, it's very important because the club has to maintain the, the clubhouse. And one thing we have now that we never had years ago is central heating. And, and when I first joined, when I was 14, I used to come up from St Mark's on my push bike. There was a bunch of us. And uh, just over in the corner there, there was a solid fuel heater that took about two hours to get lit. <laughs> and by the time it put any heat out, it was time to go home. So then we got one of these big industrial heaters like they use in garages, and we put a hole in the wall from the cloakroom. <laughs> and, All uh, high tech. And we'd have that go, and you couldn't hear yourself think. It was like a jet engine. And uh, anyway, the fire, fire people used to come round to do the fire inspection. And uh, somebody would get the word to come and open the hall up, but they'd come down an hour earlier to hide the heater because <laughs> it, was, it was somewhat illegal, I think. Anyway, now we've got central heating and we've got curtains, and it's a nice place to be now, but um, it was a cold old spot when I was a young fella. And you're referring to some of the stuff here that's in a book in front of you because it's fabulous. Everyone today has brought down some sort of literature or history or memento. We've got trophies, we've got photographs, we've got a sort of tiny suitcase full of press cuttings because it seems like everyone throughout the years has been very proud of what's been going on here, John. Yes, we have, yes. Well, it's, again, it's, it's community, like, uh, like Dot said. You know, we all know each other if we're not related to each other. <laughs> <laughs> and we've been coming here for years years. Um, Very I, thin line. I've, <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been, I've been coming here, I won't tell you how old I am, but I've been coming here for 50 years anyway. Um, so, um, you know, it's, it's been a, a great, uh, great place, the hall, and uh, we've had some great events. And my parents, would you believe, actually had their wedding reception in here. Oh. 
Um, Dot was saying about the various events we've had, and uh, my uh, children have had uh, christening parties here, and I'm sure we must have had a week or two, Dot, haven't we? Oh, I would think so, yes. So. We've, uh, there's nothing we've missed, really. No, no. Do far more than the villa. <laughs> but the village itself then, because obviously this is right at the centre of the community of the village itself, what, what are some of the major changes since you've been here, John? Uh, well, there's not much change, fortunately, because the braid hasn't changed. There's not been any, uh, any developments to speak of. The, the, the uh, chapel went, uh, unfortunately, when they widened the road, and the smithy's gone. But um, there's, there's not much new development around here, really. Um, the community stayed much the same. We all, we all live within a few miles of the place, and... Um, and there's a good reason why there's not much changes, and I'll just go and get a poem which was written, written by Pat Quay, which John is going to say. All right. And okay. it's why, why the braid has never changed. So talk amongst yourselves. And, John, I mean, this is all about community, as you say, and almost that belonging to a, to a family. That's right, yeah. Well, um, the pictures on the wall you see there, you see uh, Kenny's dad, who's my great uncle, and uh, Harold, who's my grandfather. Um, and then on the, the women's football team is um, uh, Kathleen um, Kane, who played in the team. She's my father's sister. So you know, there's, a, there's lots of us around here, and uh, like I say, we all know each other. So. And Dot's just bringing over another one of these wonderful well, there's, framed there's photographs. Uncle Bob, and then... Um, there's Harold, my grandfather, and Kathleen, and Nina, what relation is Nina to us? She's a cousin of my She's father's. Cousin. So, and I know. remember her in the, in the Gaiety one night, and she was sitting on the front row at Raise the Roof. Do you remember that, Alan, for yeah. Trinity Church? Yeah. And they were raising money to get a new roof on Trinity Church, and Nina fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> It was that good. Yeah, was <laughs> well, we're going to be talking uh, to some of the other guests that we have here at the Braid this afternoon. But, John, to lead us into uh, a quick break, can you read okay. Auntie Pat's poem? This is uh, Auntie Pat was my aunt. She was my father's sister. And she, was, uh, she, she wrote quite a lot of poems and, and songs, and she played the accordion. And um, we missed her a lot at the Steadford. Uh, so this is her poem that she wrote about the Braid. We haven't got a sunset like they brag about in Peel. And the miners never thought of coming here to build their wheel. And Castle Russian wasn't built to guard the braid, I hear. They looked and said, well, who the heck would want to conquer here? Now, Dalby, they have got their spook and Ronag treacle mines. Them north ones brag, the sun on Ramsey town, it always shines. Well, here the snow stays longer and the winds howl from the coast. We get the thickest mist you've ever seen, but we don't boast. We had a local MHK, but Walter left us too. So with no opposition, he could save a bob or two. The next became an MLC and joined the cocktail set. And now from north, we'll wait and see if wind is what we get. The tourists, they don't come here. Well, there's not a lot to do. They can't go for a paddle because we've got no beach, it's true. And when I asked why it is the tide don't touch me round, the lame excuse I got was that the rest of you would drown. <laughs> I sometimes wander up to the hills just to admire the view. This stranger, he was sitting there, I thought, admiring too. You're looking at the plains of heaven, no doubt, I proudly said. The 315 to Belfast, he said, just flew overhead. Our little chapel's gone, and there's no church with steeple high. So here we can't be married or be buried when we die. We've got no park, no pub, no prom, no school, no corner shop. We don't have parking problems, though, because no one wants to stop. 
How beautiful. Wonderful and beautifully read, John. Thank you so much for that. I think it seems like it's, it's, this is one of these places that if you, if you are born here, you pretty much have to be able to perform, whether it's read a poem or sing or play a piano. You're all very talented here in Braid, aren't you? <laughs> well, we are live from the Braid Hall this afternoon in the first of our Village Hall series, and we will be back just after this. Nation Station, Abbey Dental, sponsors of Women Today, for all aspects of today's dental care. Highly recommended throughout the Isle of Man. And this afternoon we are live from the Braid Hall in the first of our Village Hall series and we're going to be going across the Isle of Man visiting what are the hubs of the community over the next few months and if you have a Village Hall that you think we should be visiting then do get in touch and let us know. And uh, we are joined now by three more ladies. So we've got Shirley Taylor here first. Shirley, you're someone who, uh, you came to Sunday school here, is that right? Yes, yes, I did, a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> so this has been sort of part of your upbringing, really, I yes, guess. Yes, yes, part of, part of it, yes. Came here all our lives, yeah, yeah. And we were talking off air before about the sort of different changes and things here. And you were saying you remember a time when you had to sort of carry pails of water over from the chapel. Yes, yes. When the ladies used to make the tea down in the chapel for the Steadford, um, us as kids, we used to have to bring our buckets and go and get some water from across the road at Phoebe's. <laughs> bring it back, wash the dishes, <laughs> make the tea. Oh, I love it. It's fantastic. And we're also joined by uh, Barbara Hislop here. And Barbara, uh, you've got some fantastic memories, and I'm sure some of the memorabilia that's been brought here, we've got the photos and we've got the, the treasury books and we've got uh, the sort of minutes from meetings and photographs and press. It must spark some fantastic memories for you. It has. I must admit there are a lot of photographs that I can't necessarily put a name to, and then there's something, oh, yes, it's so-and-so. Uh, yes, I think I was two years old when this was first opened <laughs> which is a terrible thought <laughs> yes but, um i think really basically what i remember is being down at the chapel uh after the, when the steadford well after the hymn raising had gone we all had to move down to the, the ladies moved down to the chapel and we did started on the supper uh so eventually a crowd of people would come and then they would have a good feed come back up here and then about midnight or one o'clock in the morning they'd be back down for another meal <laughs> that's my real memories of it and we, we're going to have a clip uh, just a little bit later on with uh, a lady called Florence Convig talking about her memories of very early days of the ice for there but Everyone I've told who we, we, about the fact we were coming here today in advance of the Braid Ice Stepford, all of them have said with a sort of twinkle in their eye that if you go into the Ice Stepford, you have to be prepared for a late night. <laughs> you need to bring a cushion with you, yes, certainly. You wouldn't be short of food if you're prepared to walk down to the chapel. That was the main thing. <laughs> so what makes for a really good supper? I think all the homemade cakes, you'd have Barney for a start. Uh, sandwiches, lots of sandwiches, um, different cakes, uh, cups of tea, tea by the gallon, by, well more than gallon, <laughs> by the keg full of tea, which was very welcome I think to a lot of people. Yes. And speaking of cakes, we should say when we were first introduced to Shirley, she was described as the best cake maker <laughs> in the world. And um, I'm going to be honest, I have sampled one of her cakes and I, I think it's true. What's mm. your secret Shirley? 
I have no secrets. <laughs> oh, I bet she does. I bet she does. I should say, I remember Shirley, because uh, Shirley was at Arbury Primary School when I was there and uh, very much involved in the kitchens and things. So I, I can see where she, where her training came from now. It's fantastic. And interesting, all the talk of tea, Dot, because you're not allowed any alcohol in here. Uh, no. Uh, well, no, that's not strictly true. She says hiding no, a hip flask. No, um, <laughs> if you have a do here, because of course it's open for people to have do's, and I went to a wonderful uh, 40th wedding anniversary in here, and they'd got, what's the name in from Peel, you know, three um, marquees, and she'd done all the, in, in like blancmange things, and it was wonderful. So you can really do it up, you know, so you are allowed alcohol, but... Um, it's no, you're not allowed to, we're not allowed to sell it. We're not Yeatsies. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're also joined by uh, Gwen Quayle, who's here this afternoon as well. And Gwen, uh, what are your first memories of the Braid Hall? Um, probably from Sunday school days to start with. Um, we used to come, we used to come up here for the anniversary. And we'd sit on that stage there. There's a photograph of us over there, isn't there? When we were about nine or ten. <laughs> and, um, yeah, um, and the Sunday school party, the Christmas party, when there'd be a big long table down there. And the mummers would sit around the fire because it was so cold in here, but we wouldn't feel it probably as kids, would we? <laughs> we'd be playing games. <laughs> Do you know, there's been some wonderful things that have happened in this hall over the years. We've heard about quite a few of them while we were getting ready for the show today. And as we said, there's some wonderful memorabilia and books and photographs that have been brought in. Many people will know, of course, that Dot Tilbury, uh, that name is synonymous with cycling. She's called the matriarch of cycling. I yes. love that term. In, in proper newspapers and everything. She's got a fabulous scrapbook here uh, of some press from the hall, which involves cycling. This is the, this is the Youth Cycling League, what, scrapbook is it we call it? Well, every year we produce a scrapbook, really, of all the press cuttings, and it was Royal London in uh, 360 in 2011, but now it's RL 360 and um, they still sponsor us. It's the 25th year this year, but um, going on from there, in 2011, of course, Mark Cavendish was sort of just... He, he was higher profile than anybody, and, um, of course, they wanted to find out where his roots were, and they were in the Isle of Man, and um, various people came over from America and all over the world, and on a Thursday night, we have indoor turbo sessions in this room, and just just explain what that a is. Turbo session. <laughs> so the bicycle is attached to a machine and the kids cycle and they've got a coach that keeps, that keeps them fit during the winter. And anyway, this particular night, the London Times was coming up with Simon Crellin. Anyway, it was a terrible night. Was, uh, you can imagine it. it blown a hoolie and it was dark because there's no street lights up here. And Simon Crellin, if they were late and I phoned them up, where are you? Oh, we're coming. And, and eventually they arrived. And I'd said to the kids, I'd closed all the curtains. And so I give the, the nod to somebody to get the kids to cycle really hard. <laughs> and this is how the London Times described that night um, of coming up to see the braid. Howling winds are buffeting a village hall on a dark and bitter night on the Isle of Man. It was a good time to stay at home, locked away from the raging tides and bleak midwinter. And then you open the door and are hit by the heat and hope of 40 whirling dervishes, bikes hitched to turbo trainers, dreams tethered to their favorite son. Every one of them wants to be Mark Cavendish, said Dot Tilbury, the matriarch. 
the very idea <laughs> of one of the sport's most remarkable production lines. And that's how they described, you know, coming into this hall and their jaws literally dropped as they, and they just saw all these kids in this little village hall. You know, they thought we had sort of like a car for gym or something. And here they were <laughs> in the parade hall with the twinkly lights and everything. And it was a, a good moment. And we also had, um, is it NBC TV that's in America? Uh, you know, or the CBS American TV, yeah. CBS or whatever it is. And they came over. And um, there's an a artist from the Isle of Man, a photographer called Chris Killip, who's sort of like, you know, right up at the top of photographers of the world. And he was, um, he's a big friend of Nigel Kermode's, and he was telling me that he sat down to watch the men's road race, because of course he's a big Cavendish fan in the London Olympics. And he said, NCB brought up this thing. And it was the Braid Hall, <laughs> and all these kids on the turbo traders. And he said it was on for about half an hour. You know, you pay sort of millions of pounds, the very thing before the <laughs> men's road race, the Olympics, and it all came from the Braid Hall and all the kids were getting interviewed. He said he couldn't believe it, and they focused purely on Mark Cavendish, and uh, that was the story, so. The world famous the Braid world Hall. world famous Braid Hall. world famous Braid Hall, <laughs> yes, indeed. But what's really lovely, and I think this is something we're going to find throughout this series, Christy, is that so much talk now about communities is that, you know, they are dying away, that people aren't connecting with each other in the same way, but this here just proves that that isn't happening. Well, because, you know, when it comes down to it, halls like this have fabulous uses for them. It's, it's essentially the community, isn't it, Dot, I think, finding ways of modernising those uses. And, for instance, bringing a load of kids in on their bikes is a brilliant way of introducing spaces like this to the young people. And, of course, it's affordable. You know, if you go to hire a, a sort of a, a smart place, it's not cheap and there's VAT and Lord knows what on. But um, here it's sort of affordable for everyone. We have children's parties. Um, we, you know, as I said, somebody had their 25th wedding anniversary here. We have, you know, our own bingo, etc. But um, and it's great for kids' parties because they can just run round and run wild. You know, you can enjoy themselves. And great acoustics, for really. Singing yes. As well. Now that's yeah. something we're going to be talking about a little bit more in a moment. But we've got some trophies here. Um, John, which, come over uh, and tell John us about this trophy. Knows about because that's that's the amazing thing here. All these bits of history have been kept, have been treasured, and really looked after. John, what have we got here? Well, this is the uh, this is the top of the aisle trophy. The top of the aisle was a, a, a concert. Um, a competition basically that the members of the, uh, the Young Men's Club set up. Um, it was based on a, um, what was the name of it, Kenny? The, the one that the top of the hour was based on? Cock of the North? Cock of the North, yeah. of the North an, an event in England, the which television. they based it on. Um, so we, uh, we had a set of rules and concert parties came along um, and they competed uh, for the cup. They had to do a, a concert of between three quarters of an hour and an hour and we had it every night for <coughs> three or four nights, and it got so big, we ended up in um, the Braddon Church Hall because we couldn't accommodate the people here. So it ran for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven years. The last two years, the Central Young Farmers Club uh, won it, and it was basically the forerunner of the Central Young Farmers Club um, concert series that they do now. So uh, it was absolutely packed. You couldn't get in here. There was people hang. We've got pictures, literally, of people hanging through the windows to see what was going on. <laughs> it was it was so popular, and uh, it was a great thing. We still have the trophy, but we don't have the competition anymore. I'm afraid. 
Oh, it's a wonderful trophy, though. Top of the aisle contest. Top of the aisle. Contest, yeah. a perpetual yeah. cup. Still says Young Men's Club on it, though. <laughs> well, that's OK. Um, we are live from the Braid Hall this afternoon in the first of our Village Hall series. We're going to be finding out about something very exciting that is happening here in the next 24 hours. We'll be back in just a moment. Abbey Dental, sponsors of Women Today, for all aspects of today's dental care. Highly recommended throughout the Isle of Man. The Crebin family started the Braid of Stedford. It was got to uh, get money to repair the chapel. Oh, it was. So when, when, when was that? What date was that, oh, do you yeah, know? I don't know when. <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> a long time ago. Yes. Uh, no, I used to help Isabel Kremen with a table. Mm. And it went on till two o'clock in the morning. So tell me a bit more about what the Braid of Sedford was. I go every year now. Yes. And I imagine it would have been quite different in those days. It was days. hilarious then. Mm. Because they had Ian Quattro. Oh, he was good. And Lottie Kelly and... Um, uh, Alan Wilcox and he's still going. He's still going. Yeah, yes, it was very good. A lot of people. There was a lot of competition. And of course, there was a children's, mm -hmm. but there was a confectionery contest in the afternoon. Was that? Oh, know yes, that. yeah. I'd first for potato cake. <laughs> yes, there was a confectionery. Yeah, Bert Winkle judged it. Oh yes, from, the, from Foxdale. Yes, yeah. So that was so Alfie Fail as well. Oh yes, the two fails, same yes. man, all lovely singers. Oh, I hear both that. of them, yes. And oh. then I think there was Corkles used to come to sing, and you know, there was a lot of people. Yeah. So you had the the Braid of Stedford in those days, and you got a lot of people going to that, did you? Oh yes, oh yes. It'd be a job to get them all in. <laughs> Oh, there was a, a big, a big crowd coming to the estate. But yes, and that was, and that was raising money for the chapel, which of course for the, the chapel. chapel was... That's how it started. Mm -hmm. Take raise money to um, yes, Bessie and Bobby Quay and the Crebins, uh, and then there was the Kermodes and uh, Quirks. Uh, they raising money to repair the chapel. That's how it started. Mm -hmm. Yeah, still going strong. Yes, still going strong. That was uh, Florence Convig there, a wonderful interview that we've, uh, we found as a result of Culture Van, and they've got uh, fabulous audio recordings on their website there, and that was uh, Florence in conversation there, talking about the Braid I Stedford with Katie Newton, and we let Doc Tilbury have a, a little listen to some of that. Did you know Florence, Doc? I did, yes, yeah, and uh, Robert, Robert Convig, he was a character. And, of course, uh, the late, great Ian Qualtro. Oh, of course. And, and Ian was, was very much sort of synonymous, along with yourself, with the Braid Eye Stedford. Uh, very much so. When I came up back, I lived in London for a while, when I, I decided to come back up to get a bit of Manx culture, and Laurie Kelly was the chairman, and uh, Ian took over from Laurie, and, um, of course, Wendy was there then. But Wendy's got a nice story about the organ, we're here with Wendy McDowell as well, who's of course the accompanist at the Ice Stedford. I was sitting at this beautiful piano, electric piano, which was presented by Dot in memory of her mum, because we've had some very strange instruments in the past. There was an old piano, and then we had an organ. I remember playing on an organ. But this is, um, you know, deluxe now. <laughs> it's very lovely. Yeah. 
And we're also joined uh, over there, Beth is joined by Alan Wilcox, who of course has been performing at the I Stedford for many years. And many people will know as a Cleveland medal winner, but yes, a musical judge of the I Stedford. I mean, what a job that is, eh? One of the jobs of the Isle of Man. I mean, you can be chief constable, but you don't get to be judge, chief judge at the Braders' Stedford very often. Okay, so I asked Dot at the start of the programme to describe an Stedford for anybody who has not yet been to one. I mean, is it possible to put it into words? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a night. It's a night of homemade entertainment, and I'm not so sure there'll be many other places in the British Isles that can do what happens up here tomorrow night. Nobody knows who's coming. Nobody knows what they're going to do. Wendy will be at the piano, and luckily we've got people of the talent of Wendy who'll play no matter what you put in front of her. She'll play it. And people will produce music from all sorts of places. They'll tell all sorts of stories. Some probably not fit to be told, but it's just one of those wonderful, how shall we put it, Manx nights. And how long have you been involved with this for? Oh dear, what a question to ask. I, I tried to work it out funnily enough this morning and I've come to the conclusion that I first came up here to adjudicate round about 1970. I, 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 maybe before that, but I'm not too sure. I've done most years, one or two years obviously I haven't done, but uh, for various reasons, but nearly every year since. So to stand out to you then, Alan, what does somebody need to do? They need to do their best. They need to come up here, do what they can, to the best of their ability, to entertain the public, right, and to enjoy themselves. Music is, is one of these things where if you don't, uh, you're not here to educate anybody. You're here to entertain the public. And you're here to give them a good time. And if the public enjoy it, or the audience enjoy it, it's been a good night. And over the years then, there must be some um, wonderful Estedford memories that uh, stick out for you. Have you got any that you can share with us that are clean for afternoon <laughs> broadcast? Well, one of the highlights, we don't have the characters on the island now like we used to have. Well, we've got one or two, we had a Goldie and Peel and people like that. But when Alfie Fail always used to come and he worked, he worked for Gwen's in-laws on Glenlock Farm. And he'd come up from the pub about 10 o'clock at night, and you wouldn't dare have his class until Alfie got here. And as soon as, he, as soon as he walked in, he always came in that door, and as soon as he came in there, he had to sing. And that was it. And he always sang the hippopotamus song, Mud, Mud, Glorious Mud. Always. And if you didn't give him a prize, by gum, you got to tell him no. off. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we are... Oh, sorry, Alan, I interrupted no, 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 you there. No, no, I was just going to ask Wendy, who's also sitting here, what some of your favourite memories are, Wendy. It, well, it's just a privilege to be here, to be honest. You go home and uh, you've had this wonderful evening. It's side-splitting sometimes, you know. This, uh, everybody says what they think. It's, um, you know, some of the characters. Walter always come, used to come up with his poem, same poem every year. And, uh, of course, Ian was hilarious. Uh, Dot and Ian between them are the best dual comedy act I think this island has ever seen. Anybody ever seen their um, puppet, uh, the puppet and so on, ventriloquist. Um, but, you know, I, there are so many lovely memories. Um, every year there's some, new, there's some new young people arriving and um, 
everybody just gets up and does their best. I mean, the hymn raising goes on for about an hour, doesn't it, Alan? Yes. Good, good on the angel supper time. Can you explain hymn raising? Yes, you have to pitch a hymn. I bring a couple of hymn books, and um, you, you pick your favourite hymn or whatever, and you start it off just by singing the first note. When he picks it up on the piano, and people will sing for argument's sake, come Ronda, Crimmond, um, hymns like that, well known, and everybody joins in a letter rip. And then at the end of it all, when he plays the correct chord, well, there's some funny chords get played <laughs> at the end. But everybody has it, and it goes on for at least, well, I'd be very surprised if there wasn't 40 taking part in the hymn raising tomorrow night. Do you know what would be lovely, Christy, is to hear some music now, don't you think? I think so. And although Alan is, is uh, most known with the Steadford for judging, I think it would be lovely. Would you mind singing something for us, Alan, well, with, with Wendy it, accompanying, of course? Honest, if I've got any voice, I will, but I'm not so sure. <laughs> <laughs> You're amongst friends, it's fine, don't I'm not worry. I'm worry because I'll just look around and see if anybody wants to do it better, let them get up and do it. <laughs> so uh, I think, Wendy, you've chosen something that people can join in with. Well, we do oh, hope yes, everybody well, we will join in the course. Yeah. How will that do? That'll be great. <laughs> Thank you so much, and thank and you to the Wendy impromptu choir. Wendy, Wendy yeah. that was magnificent. Uh, Doc, can anyone come along tomorrow? Anyone can come along. It starts at half past seven, although the posters will say seven o'clock, but we've got it right for next year. We've been doing this for about ten years. We'll start at seven o'clock. We've never got it right yet. And um, everybody's welcome. It's a fiver to get in. You get a marvellous supper, entertainment. You don't know what's going to happen. I'll do a little bit, but I don't know what I'm doing yet. So <laughs> Really? Can you leave no. it that late? You've got to. She's a professional we, we, best. No, it's not, to, <laughs> not because I'm cocky. It's just you've had things to do and braid Manx Radio Steadford things to organise. <laughs> and thanks to Margie McGee exactly, for yeah. getting this all together. She, we're all thinking of you, Margie. We hope everything's going well. And, um, you know, we thank everybody for coming up here this afternoon and Wendy and Alan and Kenny and John and... Um, the girls and it's been wonderful and thank you to Manx Radio and so half past seven tomorrow night at the Braid there's no buses 
but you can get a taxi out. There's no bus for a pound. No, there's no buses at the parade. So, um, and Wendy's got something to say. I just would like to say, we're we're talking about the hymn raising, but the uh, poetry goes on for an hour. And John Kenyuk, I always remember, um, John was so magnificent. I used to love the poetry, Uh because I didn't have to do anything. I just sat and listened, and it was magic. And it will be tomorrow, I'm sure, as well. And Dot will be judging that, won't you, tomorrow? I'll be judging poetry. Well, you know, thank you so much to everybody here. Thank you to the Braid Hall for hosting us. I just want to do some other thank yous. Thank you to Alex Brinley for producing this show back at uh, Broadcasting House. Ben Hartley for producing our social media, and Ed Rickson for being our on-site engineer. Christy, um, I don't know if you noticed, but a little there while ago, there was some lights flashing blue lights there. outside, and there's a, a lot of police officers in here. <laughs> I'm um, a little bit worried. I suppose we should go over and speak to them, but I don't know if I really want Do you think, to. I think they're here for Dot. I think they might they're be. here for Dot. <laughs> Dot, I think. Um, <laughs> right, so... Um, Mike Griffiths is here. I mean, hi, are you okay? Uh, early it's for the Steadford. It's not me you need to be speaking to, I'm afraid. It's these officers here. Right. Oh dear. Chat with them. I'm sure okay, to tell does okay. anybody. Um, what, what, so, what, why, why are you here? We're here to arrest you. Why? What have we done? Well, you're under arrest for incorrect use of the word analysis. Let's not take that one any further then. I know where that's coming from. Uh, Just just tell us your name, please. Um, I'm Erin. Erin, I'd like to say thank you for being here, but I I think Uh, I'm a little bit nervous about it. What's your name? Rhonda. Rhonda as well. We've got Rhonda and we've got Erin. I am a little bit nervous, Beth, about what's going on. They've got handcuffs. Oh, goodness. Okay. You're going out. You're going on your own, love. Uh, We're going to hear in just a moment um, a beautiful, beautiful rendition from the 1986 of Steadford, which is going to uh, play us out. But Christy, as we speak, is having uh, handcuffs put on, which is going to be slightly difficult. I think I've got away with it actually, although there are two people approaching me with a pair of handcuffs, which makes me slightly nervous. I suppose I'm going to have to speak to you. Um, Who are you? Uh, I'm Robert. Okay. Hi, Robert. Nice to meet you. Who are you? I'm Jack. Hi, Jack. Really nice to see you. uh, what's we're all here to arrest you as well oh. for too many bad puns. Oh, that is uh, not that's fair. That, that is, is not fair. fair. That Guilty is as charged. Right, well, um, okay, so Jack's got some handcuffs for me as well. So it looks like we're getting a lift home. They know what they're maybe. doing. Where are we going? <laughs> I think we might need home. some bail money. Lord Street. Lord Street Police, Police Station. Station. Yeah. Great. Um, well, um, well, this has been the first. These proper handcuffs. Okay. They are, um, there might not be any more Village Hall series or any more radio from us ever because I think we're going to be locked up until someone is kind enough to let okay. us out. Oh, is, oh right. Okay. We're um, being we're being, we led being away. led away. <laughs> My coat's over there. Uh, thank you very much to everyone in the Braid Hall. You Thanks, all just everyone. sat there while we were arrested. We're no support from you lot. Thanks um, then. Okay. So let's play out with the. 1986 uh, Steadford, a beautiful rendition here. Uh, we hopefully will be back we on really Monday. We really are Alex being arrested. Listening back Bye. Genuinely. We need somebody. Bye then. I haven't got my coat. Bye. Ben, can you grab my coat? Oh my goodness. We're just going up.